Good morning. Ron Ziegler from Pembroke Pines, Florida. I woke up early this morning. I was dreaming and I heard children playing and I woke up after a sneeze and I wiped my face and I turned on the light after I was in the darkness and I saw blood all over my shirt and all over my sheet and pillow and um, I had a small nosebleed and my blood pressure this morning was 400 over 200. I just brought it down to back down to 194 over 92 and it's going down thanks to the blood pressure medication that I'm on. I'm Ron Ziegler. I live in Pembroke Pines, Florida with my beautiful wife, Brenda. I have a diverse captive audience out there. I want to thank you all for tuning in on my my podcast uh, and listening to a filthy rag like myself. I admit that in all my social media. If you can admit that you're a filthy rag, then you get the attention of other people. How is that possible? I mean, I'm honest to enough to admit that I'm a filthy rag. Not many people can say that or admit their faults on social media or come out with all their secrets and post it on social media. Because you know why I do that? Because I'm not afraid of who I am or what I am or what I've become in this reality of my human spirit. I'm in hospice care at home. I have renal failure, kidney failure, congenitive heart failure, um, and uh, I have nurses round the clock. My nurse just left for this morning, and there will be another one here at 6.30. Um, I've been going through a depression regarding my family because I I relive my past and it shows me what I've done in my youth and in my past and I can't take the past because I was so uncontrolled without medication and without treatment of mental health during my youth they put me on everything the first medication I recall they put me on when I was like 10 years old was like Ritalin and they put me on Ritalin and it drove me crazy and uh, they put me on lithium which later on made me a zombie and then they gave me Thorazine which uh, put me into a deep catatonic state of mental health um, and um, when you're in that situation of mental health through your youth and through the ages of your teenage years and your 20s and your 30s you don't want nobody to know about your mental health and especially your sexuality um, I was placed in South Florida State Hospital from 1979 to 1983 and then I went to regular high school in 84 and um, during my time at the South Florida State Hospital at Adolescent Learning Center, I was sexually abused by other peers, not by anybody in my family, but by peers in the program that I was in on state hospital grounds. 
where I lost my teeth and I lost my dignity and I was raped by four gentlemen. Two died of AIDS. Uh, one killed himself, got killed in prison, and another one killed himself out of remorse for what he did for me. And as a result of that, I could have been a hateful, mean-spirited bastard. And over time, I did become that person. And what saved me was ministers of grace, pastors who wanted me to live a normal life with a condition of mental illness. Um, there was one pastor later on in my life uh, that I listened to, and he gave me his strength and inspiration and hope because he too dealt with mental illness. My One of my good friends and, and pastors, Ronnie Pierce, I don't talk to him that much, but when I do, we have a pretty good session. He is going through hell on earth right now, so please pray for him. He's got problems with his back and stuff, so I pray that a deliverance is for him because he saved my life. We ended up meeting because he knew one of my heroes back in the day, Dak Rambo, because I liked watching Dak Rambo on Gunsmoke and other shows that he's done, like Highway to Heaven with Michael Landon. And I got, I got to liking his his persona, his, his atmosphere, and I wanted to know who Dak was. So I ended up contacting Ronnie Pierce through social media, and then we became friends as a result of Dak Rambo. And he told me how Dak passed away of AIDS and how fortunate enough I did not get that disease. Thank God I didn't get that disease. And now I live with a beautiful wife, a blue-eyed angel, my beautiful wife, Brenda. That little woman loves me with her whole heart. And I've been so mean to everybody in my life, everybody that I loved, I turned away from. And I told them to walk away from me because I'm, I'm a mean-spirited son of a bitch. And uh, alcohol made it worse. And uh, nobody made me quit drinking. I got tired. I had enough. And enough is enough. I was sitting in the bar. And this is a stupid-ass pastor. Would always come in the bar. In a redneck bar in Davie called the Beer Barn. And would always pick a fight with me because he knew I would aggravate the hell out of him about religion. And I used to toss and forth. We'd flip coins on each other to see who would get the most shots. And this is a Catholic minister. <laughs> I used to get him so mad at me when he'd confront me about God. And I'd come back ten times worse than what he gave me. And, and uh, unfortunately, he met the Lord about a couple years back. But we became friends. You know, it's funny how your enemies become your friends, some of them. And the other ones, they, they become your footstool and, and finally decide to leave you alone because they can't, they can't get you every time they try to dig a ditch for you. They end up digging their own ditch because it's their ditch they're digging, not mine. And um, sorry about my scratchy voice. <clears throat> when I have um, those muscle spasms, they come and they make my body shake and my face quiver and my left side of my body gets numb 
and the right side of my body gets extremely intensely cold and I start shaking and I, I feel like a leaf on a tree and um, and then that's when I fall but uh, my doctors uh, are, 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 are okay with me I'm, I'm so grateful for my doctors I just recently lost my psychiatrist Dr. Abashi he was under tremendous stress and uh, he got he had a stroke and got COVID-19 even with the vaccine and they they're trying to keep that quiet but this disease was man-made it was not God-made Kenneth Copeland told us that and I thank God for Kenneth Copeland Ministries not everybody likes ministers and that's okay some ministers need to get rep repentance as well but I am grateful for the hospice continuum care that I'm involved with. I thank God I have nurses to talk to throughout the night if I need to. I have a 24-hour number to call in case I get in severe pain. And what I like about hospice care is that there's no more arguments. The arguments all of a sudden disappeared. No one can touch me. The only one that can touch me on this planet Earth is God and the reality of God. And God can and God can take away my hospice care when man cannot. And right now God wants me in hospice care. Thank you, Lord. I uh I want to thank all my diverse captive audiences for listening to me. And I thank God for hospice care because uh, um, I wouldn't know what to do because some things I can do and other things I cannot do. Like take a shower sometimes because I, I, I end up falling. I fell twice in the shower. Of all places, I'm a 56-year-old man and I fell in a freaking shower. I go, what the hell's wrong with me? And my eyes are blurry. I, I can barely read my text messages or my messengers on Facebook Messenger. Um, it's rough. And you know, I haven't had a drink in six years. Yes, I have not had a drink. Did you hear that, people? Six years. I give myself... Uh, an, an audience and a, a stand-up clap for for uh, congratulations. March third will be six years if I'm still here. I don't know if I'll have an, another uh, birthday or not, but at least I have life for the time being, and I'm very happy with who I am because I came to the reality and the conclusion of what I am, and. Um, no one can take away my dignity. No one can take away my mental illness. And I never deny my mental illness. The moment I do, I need to be institutionalized in a room. I, I, am, I am not ashamed of it like I used to be in my youth. I remember going to the South Florida State Hospital for the first time on a, on a school bus. And me and another uh, inmate that was going in with me. We saw the big welcome sign at the South Florida State Hospital as we entered the gates of thanksgiving and praise through the state hospital. I said, oh my God, it says welcome to hell.
<laughs> and we started laughing. And I said, oh, I can just imagine the hell and the, and the, and the fury that I'm going to go through. I had no idea I'd be sexually abused at age 13 to 16. And uh, forced to do things I didn't want to do. You know how hard that is for a person to admit they've been sexually abused and raped by, by the same sex? A lot. A lot. And when I tell my nurses what I went through because they asked me, what was your life like? And I tell them. And then when you have an argument on the way to church with your mother in the car, and she's asking you what the hell's wrong with you, and you can't tell her because you, you're having a relationship with the same sex in the hospital, and you were told to keep quiet about it, or they'd vandalize your house, and to prove their point, they vandalize their house. And uh, just recently, the guy that vandalized our parents' house was in, in uh, the newspaper, uh, Eric Pearson. Uh, he was uh, uh, he was uh, out of jail after after 33 years after murdering somebody in Davie, and then he gets out and murders another lady, stabs her to death with a screwdriver, and pokes out her eyes with a screwdriver. And yet these liberals let him out. And I'm not against liberalism, but in some cases I am. If you have a mental health condition and it's not treated, this is the reality of what you're going to put people through. Um, he was one of the inmates that tried to molest me, and I stabbed him with a pencil in his hand, and he's still mad at me for that, probably. <laughs> I mean, I had enough, and I couldn't take it anymore, the sexual abuse. I was traumatized. And now I live in a beautiful home in Pembroke Pines with a blue-eyed angel. And I helped her clean up the house yesterday in my chair. And um, I, am, I am overwhelmed by the people that want to know me. And I'm not worthy of knowing. If you, if you really know me, you'd probably beat the shit out of me. <laughs> and some have. Some took advantage of me. Some had robbed me from my parents' home. I even took in a friend I thought was a friend for 24 years, and she robbed me. And it's called theft of a disabled person's home. And she claimed to be a Christian, and I told her, I shall not cover thy neighbor's house. And she did just that inappropriately with false allegations that are not even true. But that's okay. God has a way of working things out. I do believe in karma. Anybody that's wronged me, anyone that's ever wronged me, has either moved away or died. How ironic is that? So, like I said, God has a plan for my salvation through redemption of my humanity and my dignity of my human spirit. If my faith in God through Christ offends you, I will not apologize for that, but I will apologize for not sharing my faith with you. Because in my youth, I, I hated God with my affliction of mental illness. I cursed God. Oh God, I called God awful names. I hated Christ so much, I burnt the Bible. I even drew a pentagram on the sidewalk, laid the Bible down, and I burned it. That's how angry I was as a teenager because God gave me mental illness during my birth. I was almost a, 
uh, aborted during my birth because of reputation. That word reputation was vetted inside my head for the rest of my life. So towards the end now, all the demons that wanted me dead have left my, my body and gone on to someone else because they know my time is short. They know I can't do anything anymore. They know I'm wore out and they know that my time is short. And I had made peace with my father in heaven and I'm trying to make peace with my family, even though sometimes we still fight. I, I love my family, but I don't like the fighting. I, I told my mom the other two days ago, I don't want to fight no more with her. I, whatever, whatever she did with me, it's, it's in the past. I give, it over to, I give her over to the care of God as I understand her. And sure enough, when you do that, your life gets a lot easier. The month of November is about gratitude, and I am very grateful that all my situations will be over soon. All my frivolous arguments will be put in the past, and it'll stay in the past, and there'll be no more frivolous arguments. I would like to write a book called Why Me Because of My Disability and have my artwork included in it. However, Mark Zuckerberg keeps taking away my art page because I leave it I comment about the reality of truth out there regarding politics. I wish he'd leave me alone, and at least I'm, I'm on borrowed time enough to have people contact him on Facebook and say, Hey, you know that guy Ron Ziegler? He's dying of kidney failure. Why don't you put back his art page and all his photos? He would greatly appreciate it, Mark Zuckerberg, because I know you listen to my podcast because you sent me a message stating that you do. So, please, reinstate my art page. And uh, I consider myself a humanist, and I am. I'm a human being with frailties. I am a person of character defects, of mental health, and alcoholism, and sexual abuse. Whenever a woman talks about rape, I know what it's like. I know what it's like to be forced into doing things. And then people tell me I control people. Please. The only thing I control, which is very hard for me to do right now, is the valve movement. <laughs> oh, my God. Everybody that says stuff about you out there in, in social media, and they think that you're doing stuff and you're not. It really fries my brain cells, especially when the false allegations and accusations come at me. I've been dealing with that for decades. People call, calling me stuff that I'm not. But when I call myself out on stuff, they run because they know I'm not afraid to turn the light on myself. And I'm not afraid to turn the light on other people and expose them for being rotten son of a bitches to me. So karma is a bitch. I love karma, karma, karma. And when karma comes to bite you in the ass, that's when it'll hit you. Oh, and when you're in recovery, and you know somebody else is in recovery, you never blot out their name on social media. That is a no-no. And you want them to respect you and love you, and when, they, and when they hear that you did that about them by exposing their true identity in recovery, 
they're going to hate you even more and find you even more repulsive for what you did to them by exposing them, by saying their name. You're actually hurting the person you consider the love of your life when you do that. Stop that bullshit. Get off your t pity pot. Deal with the life you have and quit harassing people that don't want nothing to do with you. Go on with your life and, and, and leave that beautiful human being alone. They want nothing to do with you. They got recovery. They got therapy. They're doing fine. If she wasn't, she wouldn't be working so many hours. I have a beautiful friend in recovery, and God bless her. And I'm glad she's my beautiful friend. I could have been with her instead of Brenda. And I could have been with other, other people, but I chose Brenda. Her brother came over and said, here, you can love my sister. Later on, she became my beautiful wife of this year, March 22nd, on Captain Kirk's birthday. <laughs> I wish he would have came and gave the bride away. That would have been cool. We would have had an admiral wedding. <laughs> but uh, I, I want to thank everybody out there. That You all want to know me, and I promise my diverse, captive audience I will not turn myself into a squirrel and walk off stage with my nuts between my legs. <laughs> oh, the things that I've been accused of. I can't wait. I can't wait. I can't wait. Well, I'm going to get back to my music. Um, and thank you, Hospice Care Continuum, for protecting me and protecting my doctors. And no entity can come against me while I'm under hospice care. It's like a shield, a protective shield around my human spirit. Thank you. I am very, I am very blessed to know you all. To know you all. And I'm very grateful. I'm very grateful. As you see, I like to listen to classical music sometimes. Classical would rock. And if you have a mental illness, see your doctors. Don't hide it. Because people will know that you're mentally ill by your actions. Take your medicine. Follow your doctor's advice. And take notes. If you find the doctor incorrect, then correct them with your diagnosis, with your prognosis with a psychologist and then psychologists and psychiatrists do work together trust me I have a beautiful psychologist and I'm in the process of meeting my new psychiatrist uh, I meet him next Monday I was supposed to meet him this Monday but he had another appointment so they set me up but I'm okay I got my meds <clears throat> and I take it I take my medicines like they were completely uh good for me, which they are. If I told them I didn't take my medicine, that would make me a sick individual. But medications are very important. Take your meds, follow your doctors, go to your appointments, 
keep doing the guidelines that your doctors ask you to, and you'll be fine. And through God's grace, you'll have another more time on this earth. But in my case, I don't know. I would like to go to New York City one last time and meet my friend, Miss Luna. Barbara Luna was Captain Kirk's wife in the mirror of your verse. And she's my beautiful friend on Facebook. And uh, so was Cindy Landon, Michael Landon's wife, and, and most of the cast from Little House on the Prairie that are still here on this earth are my friends now on social media. That's amazing. And my heroes. And uh, I'm, I'm very blessed to know my heroes. You know, if I step out of line, I want my heroes to confront me on it. Don't be afraid to tell me in a private message, hey, Ron, behave yourself. Sometimes I get a little out of whack with my mental health. But that's normal considering I'm an addict, depressive, bipolar, schizoaffect. See, not ashamed to admit who I am. And I am a filthy rag. Well, you all take care. I got to get back to my music. I got a busy day. I got appointments today. I have to go see a beautiful friend today, Heather, and uh, be with friends today and hang out in Miami. Oh, the joy of going through Miami. Yeah. Oh, well, I dread it, but I like, I got friends.